Welcome to another Keel Hall Podcast. I'm your host, Captain Logan, and we've got a lot of Sea of Thieves news to cover today, so tie yourselves to the mast and hold fast. Ahoy there, pirates. I hope you had yourselves a good week and a good weekend. I know I did. This week, I want to talk about XO19, some community spotlights, as well as some stories from you and myself and some feedback. All that and more in this week's episode of Keel Hauled Podcast. First up on today's docket, I did want to dive into the weekly dev update video that we got every single week. This week, it is Drew Stevens, senior producer over at Rare, who brings us the news about the double gold and double experience arena weekend that we just finished up on the 11th here. Now, if you guys had fun during the Ghouls and Go or uh, Ghouls and Glory weekend, glad to hear it. If you dove into the arena this weekend and had some fun, I'm hoping that you'll We'll uh, share some stories from that as it would always be welcome. But this week, they mostly talk about how uh, Joe is not actually present, but also how they're going to be going into XO18. And if you're wondering where Joe Neat is, he is actually down in vacation, uh, I believe, South Africa area. And um, just before the, the joke that he was actually talking about, uh, or Drew was talking about in the dev update video, Joe actually cut off the tip of his finger whilst cooking the other night and had to go to the emergency room to get that taken care of. Now, now he's got a giant bandage as he's taking photos with uh, giraffes and emos and ostriches or you know different birds in South Africa. So best of luck, Joe. Hope you have a good vacation uh, as well as anyone else that happens to be taking some time off right now before the holidays. And as we get closer and closer to the holidays, it should be interesting to see just what Rare is bringing us because outside of double experience and double gold weekends, we're going to be getting some new content soon. And it'll be interesting to see uh, what comes down the line and if anything is going to be shown off at XO19. So our next update is going to be in the, uh, I'd say nine days from now. It's, it's going to be on the 20th. So next week, uh, we should have more information about what that update is. And I'm hoping that this week, Drew will come back and give us a, an overview of what the actual uh, uh, update is going to look like. As it stands right now, um, there's a couple places where they could be showing some stuff off. I know that with the Microsoft Store hosting the XO19 event, uh, Rare should hopefully be present there with their uh, duo sloop competition that they've already gathered. Some of the, uh, the they should already have entry and uh, entrance for that and uh, should be interesting to see how the duo sloop competition goes down. On top of that, we are getting uh, we're getting the EXO no the inside Xbox event going on as well too. So I'm I'm hoping that we'll get some more information about what's to come with the next update on the 20th instead of it just kind of plopping in our laps and finding out the day of uh, everything that I I I mean every everyone that I've talked to is is suggesting that it's going to be tall tale stuff. I haven't looked at any of it, so I'm, I'm interested to find out how many tall tales it's going to be and just kind of what it's going to be about. Because um, based on the, the based on the Q&As that have happened, as well as the story that's in game, I'm hoping that we'll be diving a little bit more into the world of the damned because uh, I was... I've been thinking a lot about it and trying to work out what the through line is right now because right now there are 
mysterious entities that are not the masked stranger in Stitcher Jim, but the people that are in the workings for uh, these these dark relics and these mysterious um, summonings, because they've been able to bring back the 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 shade or the ghost of Greymar, who we we killed even in Undeath. Um, so I'm kind of wondering. You know, where is uh, Briggsy? Where are some of the other characters? Who is Captain Douglas and where can where how is he going to factor in? How is the the wreck of the Black Witch with Arthur Pendragon being having a whole lot of dark relics going on? And Stitcher Jim talks about how the Fort of the Damned or Old Boot Fort, as it was once known, uh, is like a twisted version of the ferryman's portal. So obviously someone out there has immense knowledge of how to dabble with this dark magic to be able to summon an entire undead version or un, un uh, damned version of a fort in this area just to be able to bring back the shade or ghost of gray morrow so it, it'll be interesting to find out how how the next tall tales are going to play into that if they're going to play into that and what kind of role uh duke the dark lord stitcher jim as well as the mass stranger are going to play in this because from the way to, to kind of step out into the fourth person right now it feels like rare is using them as guides for future for for future content like basically duke can't leave the 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 tavern for whatever reason so stitcher jim and the mass stranger are kind of the um canary in a coal mine for new content like we're, we're being sent out to go speak with them and they are the they are the the uh the conduit that we get our new content uh lore from you know no longer is it like finding journals we're now finding like drawings and talking with them and from based on the stuff that the mass stranger is is drawing it looks like the she's very interested in kind of the um the the ash and dragon figurehead as well as the chalice of resurrection uh it, it, it's interesting it, it's hard to gauge whether or not what she's what she's doing is a positive or negative thing like is she drawing those things because she has interest in them or because she thinks that those are the sources of power that are being used in these uh rituals by skeletons and what what the what is their goal is she just using that as a way to communicate instead of her voice it's really interesting to try and suss out any kind of teases right now like why would somebody want to bring back gray morrow uh except that gray morrow has a really big vendetta against the crew of the morning star uh who was one of the crews one of the original crews in the sea of thieves with ramses and you know are they trying to are they trying to get to ramses basically like is is there some way that they're able to bring back someone who's powerful enough to be able to get back uh ramses and i'm curious to see how this is going to play out in a lore perspective compared to how uh, the actual game mechanics work right now because right now the Fort of the Damned is uh, a permanent fixture in Sea of Thieves so that we'll always be able to activate it whenever we want so we can get those 50 uh, 50 openings um, 
or completions. That's what I'm trying to say. 50 completions to be able to get those commendations knocked out for the Fairy of the Damned. Or not the Fairy of the Damned, Fort of the Damned. God, I keep saying that. But uh, I, it's, it's going to be interesting because all of the dialogue right now that is revolving around the Fort of the Damned is that we need to go there to disrupt the activities and take down the, the ghost of Grey Morrow. And that's just never going to happen because this is going to be a permanent fixture. So lore-wise, I wonder if they're going to work around that or if they're going to accept that that's always a permanent thing and pull us away from that and take us to uh, somewhere else in the world where it's less likely that we're going to run into the situation where it's going to matter if the if 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 we're accessing the fort of the damned or not um it's it's going to be funny to find out where jim and the mass stranger turn up next it seems like they haven't moved a whole lot but it's definitely very evident that they're keeping their distance from the rest of the people out in the world so it, it does feel like they're being used right now as a tool to draw you out to an area to be able to further explain like what's going on with um with the lore of the game and with that i think it's it's going to be interesting to find out if this coming update will introduce fire because we've had a couple hints right now uh that that's something that that they want to put in next up on today's docket i did want to talk about a couple things going on with the sea of thieves website so if you ventured out to the website recently you may have noticed that there are some particle effects going on throughout the website it kind of looks similar to embers and some smoke originally i think when we got the uh the impending shrouded uh spoils update that they actually had the website affected for this as well this is kind of like a like looking through smoke and and embers coming off of a campfire and stuff. so this is kind of where i'm getting the idea that uh fire is going to be coming to the game it's still up in the air on if this is something that's going to be like damaging the ship or destroying uh the actual like uh, sails or how that's if it's just going to be something that we can use to damage other people personally i really like that idea that came from um i believe it was max or, or mark last episode i talked about the fire and fangs or fire and flames uh update that they that he had worked on creating content for and i i really did love that idea the idea of of having cursed cannonballs that are for for firing onto ships to cause fire um it would be a, a new addition with cursed cursed cannonballs something that we haven't seen any changes to uh since they originally came out other than minor tweaks to balance and things like that um and it, it'll be nice to to get a new kind of uh thing to to take into account when battling other ships you know um it's it's no longer just a matter of whether or not they have kegs or cursed cannonballs but having fire into the mix uh by whatever means is is something that i think would be really fun to to kind of play around with and see just how that how that changes interactions interactions when actually doing um you know fights with other with other players and one of the things that i'm wondering is we we tend to have a lot of uh ashen equipment right now and in the things that i'm thinking of is things like the uh ashen 
sword that is actually red to kind of indicate that the blade itself is actually still hot from from uh, like a, a blacksmith's forge and having stuff like that or like a flaming sword would be really cool if they brought it into the game because every time you swiped an enemy it would take uh they would take damage like fire regular damage but they would also take fire damage and the fire damage would be similar to a um trying to think like like a like a venom ball or or like getting hit with a with a snake and it would probably you know cause flames on their actual uh screen but they would take like a a damage over time with that and having something like that i think would be kind of cool to see like how that would actually um help you say like you got three swipes on a pirate but it wasn't quite enough to kill them but because of the fire damage you're actually able to cause damage to them as a result and kill them off with that small dot of fire now a lot of people are probably already like grabbing their pitchforks and torches uh to to help join in on on the awesomeness of how no you probably probably don't want that at all you probably guys think that's either going to be really awesome if you're good at pvp or really terrible if you're not but regardless i think it would be a nice change to the game give us something else to check out and see how well that works but the thing that I am most interested in is how this is going to interact with uh, actual ships. Something I've been wanting for a while, of course, is the, the boarding axe, uh, something to help us sink ships. Now, if we actually get fire, I wonder if this will help contribute to being able to sink a ship. Like, can you burn off planks that have been put onto a ship? if you have uh like a like a torch or something that you can kind of use to set those ablaze or can you can you temporarily destroy sails if you uh set them ablaze you know things like that um it's it's a new mechanic it's something that i was expecting to come in a year ago when we started getting those beacons uh that you could use for the uh festival of the damned and how you could actually douse uh, douse a flame with water and you could set the actual beacon ablaze uh, with a lantern. That's been in the game for a while. It has not been utilized anywhere else. And I'm thinking that the the uh, fire that will hopefully be coming in this upcoming update, if the website and the mention, um, what was it? I think it was oh, a few weeks ago they were talking about it. I think they were talking about it. I can't remember. Uh, I remember they were talking about it somewhere. But um, I think that the, the, the it, it's something that I think they wanted it to come. And then they said it was coming hopefully the, the week after. But then it never did. So hopefully it, it's coming this way. Um, but the thing that I wanted to talk about besides just the website being changed was a community spotlight that I thought was actually pretty cool. And on the 7th, we got uh, a post from... Uh, Cameron Thomas, who if you don't know who Cameron Thomas is, he's one of the OG uh, rare employees that, that started off at the beginning of Sea of Thieves' development when they launched the game and they started the forums. Cameron's been there forever, um, and he's one of the senior community man uh, managers for Rare. And he posted an interview that he had uh, with Mike, who is uh, a comic 
uh illustrator he he's the one that uh, i don't see and i don't know what your guys's exposure is to this but i've seen his stuff on um twitter and i would imagine that that his content has been around over on reddit as well but his stuff uh pops up once in a while he he does the skeleton crew comics where it's the conversations between some of the different skeletons like uh we had that patch a while back that took the eye of reach skeletons off of the um off the islands and and relegated them strictly to skeleton ships and he had that funny comic about how uh one of the skeletons was um telling the the other skeleton with the eye of reach that he had to get off the island he had he had to go back to the uh to to the actual ship and the eye of reach skeleton's really upset because that's his his family's on that island he's like you gotta you gotta respect the patch notes buddy it's it's really cool and they go into some q a about how he got into uh gaming with like a commodore 64 and also how um he he's mostly played some of the uh the 90s uh snes rare games and and uh things like donkey kong country and killer instinct and how he still really loves uh goldeneye which i i really i can't say i blame him for that um but how he's also been playing things like sea of thieves and pikachu uh pokemon let's go pikachu um on his switch and and kind of brings me back to that idea of man it would be really awesome for us to be able to uh, play on a switch but curious to see how uh, the project x cloud is is going to work out so if you guys get a chance uh what i'm going to do is i'm going to go ahead and put a link to this article uh from cameron go ahead click on the link in the show notes um go check out that video or, or not the video go check out the article on see these websites take a, take a quick peek at the the uh the little flame and ember effects that they have over on the the website and also if you're an insider just go double check and see where you're at with your rewards because uh, chances are you're probably not uh doing rewards as much as you you probably should be and uh you who knows you may be close to that next cosmetic um i think the next one for me is the flag uh so i think i've got a few i know i've seen a couple people what was it it was in the discord uh someone posted a photo in game um not in the insiders but in the actual game that they had actually gotten the pocket watch yeah yeah, I think it was the pocket watch that they had gotten. Uh, really cool. I, I love that Rare is still doing this. Again, I'm still kind of holding off on how much I want to spend, how much time I want to spend in the actual uh, Insiders. Just because I'm I've been enjoying the fact that I haven't been spoiled on all of the stuff that's uh, coming with the game. And uh, because of that, I'm, I'm looking forward to finding out like, you know what what these tall tales are how many are there who's in them all that good jazz i'm I'm really looking forward to that so moving on next up on today's docket let's talk about xo19 that is taking place in london england at the copper box arena uh that's going to be between november 14th and november 16th so thursday through saturday if you're interested in finding out more about some of the announcements that are going to be on feel free to go over to mixer and look up the inside xbox account you'll be able to watch that broadcast on thursday november 14th uh, from 8 p.m until i think 9 p.m i think uh, it's, it's going to be an hour or two uh, 8 p.m if it's uh, gmt 12 p.m noon 
if you're on Pacific uh, Standard Time. And that should be, of course, 4 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, if I remember my time zones correctly, which I don't always. Uh, so I could be off a little bit, but for sure, 8 p.m. in England, uh, 12 p.m. Uh, Pacific time. So at what what can we really expect from this? Um, it's probably going to talk a little bit more about some of the games that are coming up in the next quarter. Uh, it's unclear if Sea of Thieves is going to have any kind of announcements, uh, mostly just because their, their next update is going to be on the 20th. So it's already pretty close, but we might get some teases for some future stuff if there's anything to warrant. They'll probably have more information regarding Battletoads, because that's the next game that is... Uh, being co-developed by Rare uh, that should be coming out next year, if I recall. And it's going to be, you know, going to be nice to see that uh, that they're going to be having the, the Duo Sloop uh, Arena event over there as well. So I look forward to hearing back from folks about how XO19 went, if you had a good time, and then some interesting takeaways that you uh, that you had from it. Uh, see if there's anything interesting that you wanted to share uh, with everyone as that kind of gets closer and closer to it. Um, there's not much more going on as we are still kind of pushing into that realm of uh, the next uh, update, as you can tell. <laughs> there's not a lot going on. Unfortunately, there's not much to talk about. But I did get one email that I want to cover. Next up on today's docket, I wanted to bring to your attention an email that I got this last week. And the reason for it comes to us from Surveyor Pete, who's also a content creator, but of a different sort, as he puts it. Uh, so let's get into the email. He writes in and says, Ahoy, Captain. Well, I had a good weekend. I'm glad. Glad to hear that. Uh, I've become a regular listener of Keelhauled and heard your latest one that touched on the subject of Pace and Summit on the dev stream. Good to know. Uh, I watched it too and was underwhelmed by it. Rares had far more entertaining guests. And you spoke about Summit's idea for more ladders on the Galleon to make it easier to board in face of a crew of four, all armed with blunderbusses. When I heard him say that, I thought, no. But then I heard you support the idea. You invited Rare to respond. Let me do so. Summit's suggestion to change the game uh, all focuses on his playstyle and gives no reward to how other others want to play. He wants more ladders to make it easier for him to board ships. He wants a tuck emote so he can hide better when he gets on board and so on. In the forums, there, have oft there are often pleas for retractable ladders to make it harder for boarders. They are always told to watch their ladders. Summit's idea is intended to make uh, intended to making watching the ladders harder. However, some people play a defensive game and do not try to board others' ships. They need their needs should be considered as well as those of summits on the seas. As with everything, whether you have more ladders or whether you can retract them, Rare needs to find the right balance. A middle ground that is fair to all and considers the needs of all pirates and their playstyle. I don't agree with every tweak they make, but I trust they always 
are trying to find the right balance. Ladders are fine as they are. Surveyor Pete, thank you for writing in. If you would like to visit uh, Surveyor Pete's information about what kind of content creator he is, I will put a link to his website. He goes out and gets uh, a resource, resources basically for, for Sea of Thieves on the website. So very, very similar to Rare Thief in that a lot of information you could possibly want to know about Sea of Thieves is brought to that website. Also, there's a very funny screenshot of some calamari attacking a little paper ship on a table which i thought was hilarious because it does look like a kraken with some fried calamari um and to kind of respond to your email i see where you're coming from and i agree that the the true trick here is seeing if what is done with the game is what is the most balanced and that rare's job is to make sure that that's the case uh where i'll push back is the ease of having uh four people on a ship with two ladders in instead of like one or two two people at most uh say for a sloop that also has two ladders because the area space for a sloop is a lot smaller it's easier to get from one place to another but having two ladders on a sloop uh, makes it extremely easy for two people to get on um, as opposed to and, and, and you know having two people guard ladders uh, when that's all there is. Uh, with a galleon, you're afforded the opportunity to, um, well, you know, gosh, this is a hard one because I feel like one more ladder on the galleon uh, would actually be a little bit better because then it would force a majority of players on the galleon to actually pay attention to ladders. Much like if you told a sloop that, uh, you could have up to two people guarding each ladder and it would occupy the entire crew, thus making it harder for that ship to steer or respond uh, with cannon fire or repairs. Whereas with a galleon, you could have two people watching a ladder and two people could still be helming and firing cannonballs or repairing, making it harder to sink the galleon in general. Having three, though, I think might be a better place for the galleon because then a majority of the players on a crew would be forced to watch the ladders thus leaving only one player to be able to steer or maneuver fire cannons and or repair where that third ladder went would be very hard for me to say because i feel like there's uh, just about any place you could put on the ship where it would be necessary for a third person to watch that ladder with the brig i think two's fine with the sloop uh it's it's tough to say maybe one ladder or retractable ladders uh would would benefit the sloop as it's a lot harder to um to guard two ladders but at the same time it's uh, a lot harder to get onto a sloop because of how small and nimble they are when turning a uh, galleon you can tend to get onto fairly easily just due to the sheer size of of the ship itself uh and the available area to uh to be able to to kind of hide underneath of it or hide inside of it uh once you get on in regards to the tuck emote uh i don't agree with that idea i i don't think that necessarily needing and, and regardless of what i've said in the past the more i think about it the more i'm thinking that that's just a play style that's been developed as this game's grown 
and the sleep emote is a fine enough emote uh it's natural and and has a place in the world uh without necessarily it needing its own kind of tuck emote uh for people i think if you want to hide you can hide if you don't hide then you don't necessarily need to but um i don't think that they should develop any time or put any time to developing something specifically just for that um the idea of a retractable ladder is an interesting one because it would then be on someone who is really good at cannons uh, to fire and land on the actual ship itself to be able to drop a ladder so that someone could get on the ladders afterwards. Uh, and unless you're on a galleon, you're, you're not good. Or, I'm sorry, the other way around. Unless you're on a sloop, it's going to be a lot easier for someone to get onto your ship via a cannon uh, just because of the sheer size of it and being able to hop on there. Uh, it makes me wonder now, thinking about it out loud, uh, if, if a boarding axe might be a better way to go about this uh giving players an opportunity to board a ship using an axe to to kind of hack their way up to the top deck would be a more interesting way to um, increase a gameplay style because it would afford someone the opportunity to hang out on the outside of a ship if they could um and to climb the ship without necessarily using a ladder i think the drawbacks to a hatchet need to be fairly obvious uh you would obviously want to have a shorter swing range um compared to an actual saber uh the damage itself would probably need to be less just because of of well i don't know if the damage needs to necessarily be less you could probably get away with just having the shorter range on it i do really want to have some some of that functionality to be able to damage uh planks that have been used to repair holes on ships uh, i think something like that would still like you would have to get on the ship you would have to get down to the bottom deck and then you would actually have to be able to have enough time uh away from people to hack away at the plank which in my mind would take at least the amount of time it takes to apply a plank uh, but once done you could at least defend that hole uh, and you would have to choose do i give uh, myself a gun in in combination with a, a boarding axe to kind of get long range on someone if i need to and sacrifice the ability to block uh, a sword blade or uh, have the range of a sword it's a tough thing to to work out you know what's the best way to approach uh, some of the, the more interesting ways I've seen people board ships is actually by using rowboats uh, for ships that don't actually have rowboats on them and what they do is they just sail up and bring their their rowboat up to the actual ship dock it and there you go you got a bunch of powder kegs on the ship so i i love that you uh wrote in uh pete and that you you brought up the idea of retractable ladders because that's something that i don't think a lot of people have talked about in my circles uh so i think that it's good to know that there are ideas as far as bringing back more defensive ways um to try and make sure that people aren't just constantly getting ideas out there that are purely more uh, aggressive towards um, or, or, or more ideas towards people that are actually being aggressive on ships and that you're actually having someone that is like, no, we could actually put some more defenses in the ship so that it's a lot harder to actually board and sink a ship. Um, nine times out of 10, I think the times that I go out with friends sailing uh, in adventure mode, when we do come across a ship to attack them, 
we generally come out on top. So it, it can't be too hard. Sometimes it's a little harder than others, but giving them a little more opportunity would definitely require us to have more skill to be able to do it. And I, I think that that's, I think that's an interest uh, for, for the game. I think that would definitely bring a little, if, if it could be a little more competitive as opposed to um, just kind of flat out domination on the seas. Uh, I think people, if they had more tools for defending themselves, they would probably stick around on a server more than just bailing and quitting out on the server. Um, that being said, the new server system, I hate it. Uh, I hate that. I, I lost the predictability of when I could shift servers and that it just happens whenever the, the ship is stagnant for a certain amount of time and I happen to be on it. Sometimes even not when I'm on it. Uh, that that sure that server server shift uh, kills me when I, I've got like a plan in my mind and I'm sailing around and I have no idea when there are people on the server or not. To me, I'm just sailing around. If I see other ships, I see other ships. If I don't, then I just assume they're in a different part of the sea. But if I'm alone on a server and I've got a plan sorted out, like I'm, I'm doing a quest on this island, I'm gonna grab this, then I'm gonna sail over to that Reaper's chest and grab that, and then I'm gonna go turn it in, come back around, see if I can get a fort. If I wanna do all of that on the server that I'm on, and I get shifted halfway between when I leave the island and I'm heading towards that uh, Reaper's chest, and that Reaper's chest disappears, man, that's frustrating. I uh, oh and while I'm on the topic of things that I think should be addressed the 10 minute lag time between joining a person's ship because someone left uh, because they want to make sure that that person has the opportunity to join back up onto that server I didn't realize this was a thing because I, I don't think I've actively tried to swap ships uh, between crews but I was actually out sailing and actually hold on before I jump into that I want to tell the story about why this is going on so Two seconds. All right, so this last weekend, I had a really fun time playing with uh, some friends that I haven't gotten to play with in quite a while. So Captain Belzonia, Holdera, uh, their friends, as well as Latched Glue, some of my friends from Twitter that I, I just honestly don't get a chance to play with that often. Uh, I was playing with some of the Keelhauled members, um, Schlugenda, and, and we were having a good time. We were working on getting a, uh, I think we were working on getting a, um, some stuff stocked up on a ship so we could do a fort of the damned uh, or at least just a, 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 we were trying to restock and I got an invite from Captain Balzonia uh, that he wanted me to join up on him and it was one of those moments where I, I realized like something's got to be going on so I pop in there and I find out that they're actually working on a fort of the damned and they're working on building up an alliance they've got two ships a galleon and a sloop and they had just finished up one and I missed out on saying hi to uh, uh, Chris and uh, Daggers, who, if you, if you guys don't know, um, are, are my favorite couple in the Sea of Thieves uh, community. Chris is just, he just celebrated his birthday, and it was really awesome to see him celebrating it and having a good time uh, with Dags. And they had just taken off, and um, uh, Captain uh balzonia wanted to get some more people on the ship so they could keep doing fort of the dam uh, uh voyages so 
we gathered up enough supplies. We had had some more people on and we were working on doing these. Now, I have yet to get into an alliance, I think, to actually do one of these. This is the first time I've been in an alliance where I got to work on these. And in fact, I haven't done many of the Fort of the Dams because of the, the sour taste it left in my mouth when I was working on these uh with some with some of my buddies when the event first came out we had uh stolen one and then we started one and completed it and turned it in and come to find out because of the commendation errors that they had going on at the beginning of this uh event we missed out on two uh completions and it was kind of a big bummer so at that point uh, i think outer worlds came out and then blizzcon happened and then luigi's mansion i wanted to jump into so i i just hadn't had time to be able to jump into this event um and and i knew that because the fort of the damned was a permanent installment to the game that if i didn't make it during the time window as long as i picked up uh the the cosmetics that i wanted to pick up that are time limited as well as the uh, microtransaction stuff and did the time limited voyages as far as like the um the uh picking up the ritual skulls in the three different seas and then the legendary voyage one i knew as long as i gotten those in uh i would be set because i could complete the fort of the damned at some point later on down the line as i slowly work towards those 50 so getting back to doing a fort of the damned with an alliance by the end of the night we had or at the height i would say we had three sloops and a galleon uh, all working on uh the fort of the damned and we had one crew that was sailing around picking up different ritual skulls and the rest of us were all working on killing uh gray Morrow. now when this first came out, a lot of the message that I was seeing from Sea of Thieves uh, or from Rare was they wanted to remind everyone that alliances were an option and that you didn't necessarily have to fight over the fort. And while I have fought over the fort a few times, I will say that the amount of gold you can earn uh, from working with an alliance was is pretty staggering, all things considered, with, with how this event works. I, I was doing a little digging into some articles that were written on Sea of Thieves and realized a few things uh, were already presented to us that I didn't notice until i got into an alliance and i'd done it more than once but the fact that the little hands pop up underneath the statue's color that is active uh and that the the colors for the skeletons are always uh taken into consideration when you're when you're colorblind so you'll never see like a purple and a blue combination together it'll always be very differing colors so that if you have like a specific type of colorblindness at least you're not seeing uh just the, the same color because it's too hard to differentiate between there and as we were working on the forts uh we split up the loot every ship got their own as we finished it and then by the end of the night we had completed it twice for each crew and i really loved the the camaraderie that we had you know we we had a couple people that were specifically on lights we had a couple people that were specifically on killing pirates while others were out getting supplies and it was a lot of fun. It was fun to have a big group of people that were organized. It, it took me back to the days when I used to raid and everyone had a role. Everyone uh, performed their role. And by the end of the night, we all got loot. And that's something that is still fairly rare 
in in my experience now i i totally understand that there are large groups that do this on a regular and that it's not that big a deal to them but for someone who typically solos late at night when everyone else is sleeping uh to kind of go around and grab some some stuff i'm constantly looking over my shoulder unless i'm with my my crew of murderous pirates at which point we're constantly on the horizon uh looking for ships to murder so we can take our treasure back from them that they dug up or got from skeletons and to be able to be into a large group where everyone's working together everyone is is chill to be perfectly honest everyone's super chill we're all just there to have some fun and kill some skeletons and then cannon blast uh gray morrow down it was fun it was a lot of fun i earned a lot of gold i think it was the first time i earned over a million gold uh in in the game now i've have all the cosmetics purchased aside from the dresses and new shirts everything else is purchased so um i went ahead and took the fact that i had a million and i went and i bought all of the uh bilge rats uh not bilge rat yeah no yeah 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 the bilge rat uh duke the dark lord stuff i went and i dumped five hundred thousand to all of that red admiral stuff that i i really didn't need it i i did not need that cosmetics but i figured it's time limited i don't know when it's coming back i may want to play around with the color schemes later down the line and i'm going to kick myself if i don't have those red items so i'm back down from the 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 million that i had so i need to get back into some groups and jump in start getting a whole bunch of gold again uh because while the gold doesn't necessarily matter it was the experience it was nice to have over a million for once uh that was kind of a, a cool moment for me so um chris marlowe if you're listening to this happy birthday buddy i'm so glad that you had such a good time playing with everyone and that your day was awesome just in general to uh to daggers if you're listening to this how come you don't talk to me brah where, where, where are you at all the time uh captain balzonia thank you so much for everyone holdera and latch glue thank you so much uh for for spending time with me um uh i'm trying to think if there's anything else out there i completed all my stuff so that was great and make sure you guys um double check take take a quick look if you haven't gone over to the equipment vendor after completing uh the uh, the fort a couple times where you've killed all of the skeletons there was a commendation that i got that i didn't pay attention to until till the other day when i was going to the equipment vendor to see if there was anything new that i was missing out on for the titles when i realized two things one i couldn't purchase any titles i couldn't even see the ones that i that i should be able to have purchased in the past uh, but I noticed that there was the Lantern of the Damned, which I, I was looking at, and it, and it just looks like a bunch of uh, iron metal that's all broken up and glowy and whatnot, but the flame in it's beautiful. And I was looking at that, and I was like, where did this come from? And then I realized it clicked. It was part of the the, the uh, Ford of the Damned cosmetics, and I was like, oh, man, I'm, I love this. It's my new favorite lantern. I'm done with all the other lanterns. I'm not using any other lantern except for that one or possibly the Pirate Legend one. And I was thinking about it today and I was wondering how many of you uh, are using that lantern or 
if you have a specific lantern that is like your go-to lantern like are, are you the person that is still using the kraken eye from the the forsaken shores or did you pick that up after the fact or do you have like one that is like specifically your favorite one because i the pirate legend one has definitely been my favorite for a very 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 long time well basically since it came out let me let me just rephrase that it's been my favorite one since basically when it came out and uh before that it was the kraken eye but now not gonna lie i love that fairy of the damned one that lantern of the damned one it looks awesome it's way better than the festival of the damned skull one or the skull one that came out during uh the cursed sales one man um but yeah, lanterns are one of those few things that I think everyone uses the, a lot in this game. And I'm, I'm kind of curious, what is your favorite lantern? And with that, Pirates, I think that's going to do it for this episode. Pirates, thank you so much for listening to this episode. I hope you enjoyed it. I hope you had a good time. I hope you're looking forward to what we're getting on November 20th. I look forward to all the news that comes out with XO19 on the 14th through the through the 16th. And I want to know your stories as well. I would love to hear your stories from the arena if you played in it. Or if you have a specific lantern that you'd love to use and you have a story behind it and you want to share that story, let me know there are tons of ways to get a hold of me as always you can send me an email like surveyor pete did over at c-a-p-t-l-o-g-u-n at gmail.com that is the 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 email address for the show if you want to get a hold of me on twitter there's a couple ways to do it you can always reach me on at c-a-p-t underscore l-o-g-u-n or at Keelhauled Pod. That's the uh, the the show's specific Twitter handle, one that I'm less active on, but still pay attention to. If you want to join the Discord community, lots of people are joining up on the Discord community. It is a family-friendly Discord with plenty of pirates to jump in and talk about all the different games. In fact, I think the one that everyone is most excited for is Pokemon uh, that's coming out, Sword and Shield, in uh seven days i think it's seven days i can't remember i'm still stuck on luigi's mansion trying to play through that uh got some good tips though i'll, I'll say that and other than that uh if you want to get a hold of me on xbox um say hi and let me know that you actually listen to the podcast because otherwise i'm thinking you're a bot and i'm not sure like if i respond if you're gonna try and like sell me some weird jar of mayonnaise uh potentially which honestly i might actually take you up on that so if you're trying to sell mayonnaise or you're from the podcast hit me up over on xbox uh my my gamer tag is c-a-p-t-a-i-n-l-o-g-u-n and pirates that's gonna do it for this episode i hope you had a good time i hope you enjoyed it uh if you if you have any questions comments concerns please feel free to let me know also feel free to give us a uh a, a follow um a subscribe a what is the the, the apple one apple podcasts uh ratings five star rating is always appreciated reviews are always read on the show um and pirates that's going to do it thank you so much pirates i love you i look forward to sailing with you on the sea of thieves 